The following is a hoop ball presentation. My name is Lawrence Brooks, and you're listening to the Hoopball Dallas Mavericks podcast. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for betting tips. I always get asked, who you got, Lakers or Clippers, Brady or Mahomes? And I'll tell you what I tell them. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people to bet with my bookie. My bookie's rep is rock solid, and they've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets. The one sports book guaranteed to give me the best lines, for Tuesday night games, Friday night games, playoffs, and everything in between. And you know me. You know I don't give my stamp of approval easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do. And my best, and my book is the best sports book out there. Period. It's simple. Sign up, enter promo code HoopBall, and get your deposit matched away halfway up to a thousand bucks. Head over to my bookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best. Bet with my bookie. Again, my name is Lawrence Brooks. Welcome to the Hoopball Mavericks podcast, and we are back, and we're actually not too happy about the the split on this back-to-back game. I wanted to hold out because I wanted to talk about both of these games at one time, and so obviously, we'll get to the Spurs game. And for me, there was one thing that made me extremely happy about the Spurs game, and that was the fact that they actually out-rebounded someone. Finally, finally a convincing game where they out-rebounded someone. This game, a final score of 115-104. to 104. The Mavericks got the win. They were still on a roll. I say were because tonight that quickly turned as Luka and Porzingis sat out. And they lost tonight, which I think was a bad loss and a bad decision. Although I understand the decision on those guys sitting out, it was a bad decision in my opinion. But we'll get to that soon. But as it pertains to the Spurs game, I thought this was a good game for the Mavericks. They came out with a lot of energy, and again, they won the rebounding battle. They actually won the rebounding battle by plus 21, so it was the rebounding battle was 51 to 30. And uh, as you've been listening to these podcasts, I've been imploring that they need to be better at rebounding and a better rebounding team overall. But even though they did win the battle, I must say... The Spurs are not playing with a ton of bigs. They're playing with a lot of perimeter-oriented guys, a lot of guys that are are interchangeable and have a lot of versatility on the perimeter, not necessarily guys who who clean the glass, so to speak. And so to and so this game, which was yesterday, was a great opportunity for the Mavericks to take advantage of that actual aspect of the game that they had in their hand. And if you were following my tweets, um, the Hoopball Mavericks um, Twitter handle, I was live tweeting and I said in one of my tweets, this game will be one that of someone who can impose their will. It will be either the Mavericks imposing their will on the glass with their size, or it will be the Spurs imposing their will on the perimeter with their speed to get up and down the floor and to take advantage of uh, the Mavericks and pick and roll situations. Obviously, the Mavs ended up 
taking advantage of their opportunity, which I love. It, no matter what, I think you always have to go into a game, and if there's a strength to be had, you have to exploit it. And in this game, they were able to do that, and I was I was I was happy with what I saw from them on that behalf. Um, in terms of scoring, you had Porzingis who had a really good game. He had 28 points, 14 rebounds, didn't have any blocks, but he was constantly on the glass. He was constantly a menace around the basket, altering shots, um, given second chance opportunities, which were huge in this game for them to keep those guys at bay. And it was it was good to see because you want to see him be aggressive. And I hope this is a sign of what's to come because he looked recharged. He looked rejuvenated. He looked like a guy that's ready to make a second half run and be kind of that bubble Porzingis that we saw that they'll really need if they're going to make some true noise and uh, solidify themselves in the playoffs. Uh, Luca played played well. He had 22 points, 12 assists, 12 rebounds. And I said pretty well like that. And it sounded like he just has kind of a ho-hum game, but he controlled the, the game throughout. Although he did have six turnovers, that's the only thing that I would say is a real knock and the fact that he was only two for 10 from three. And while they've been winning these games, he's been shooting about 47% from three. But tonight he shot 20% from the three-point line. And it didn't matter much. They were control. They were in control of this game for much throughout the game, so it wasn't necessarily a a big deal, so to speak. But hopefully, he doesn't fall back into a slump because after starting the season um, shooting the three ball really bad, he's kind of leveled out at about 35% on the year so far. So hopefully, he can continue to bump that up. But if he doesn't. That's at least respectable enough for a guy who handles the ball as much as he does and has as much of a scoring responsibility as he does. Um, I was encouraged with the game I saw from Maxi Kleba. He looked like he's trying to get himself back into form. He was really lively. Even though he only had seven rebounds and 11 points, it was just his activity level. I just really liked what I saw from him uh, from an energy standpoint and an activity standpoint. For a guy who I feel like is going to be really important to them moving forward. Because again, they're not the, the the best defensive team. They've been playing better defense during this run of winning. But they, have, they haven't been the defensive team that we were hoping to see. And obviously some of that is due to, again, COVID and trying to work their way back. And, and understanding the, the coverages that Rick Carlisle wants to run. And the assignments they will have on a nightly basis. And just being cohesive enough to be on a string on the defensive end. I just think they had a lot of things that weren't working in their favor. So hopefully they can continue to gel and get and catch a rhythm on that end. Uh, Josh Richardson was four of nine. He had two, he was two of five from the three point line. And so um, that's a relatively good game for him. Again, he's another guy who I hope gets a little more offensive responsibility. He had a couple of really good moves going to the basket last night. And I was just saying, I really think that, you know, they should give him a little more opportunity. Not that he needs to be a guy that's counted on like a Jalen Brunson, who's playing amazing right now. But the more playmakers, the better. And I think he has a little more playmaking ability in him than they're allowing. So um, so we'll see what it looks like going forward. But overall, this was a good game. I really liked what I saw from them on the defensive end. They were active. They were flying around. And then again, like I say, on the glass. They made sure to own that aspect of the game, and they were able to pull it out and win handily, even though the Spurs really made a run at it towards the end, and the Mavericks are good for making us sweat. <laughs> but they were able to get a couple of key rebounds, hit a couple of free throws, although they didn't shoot well from the 
I mean, they shot well from the free throw line, excuse me, but although they were given the giving the Spurs an opportunity to get back into the game because of their lack their lack of detail on the defensive end, but then they eventually closed the game out strong and they were able to get out of there with a win and keep this win streak going. So speaking of win streak, then we get to tonight's game. Tonight's game for me against Oklahoma City, I was a little disappointed, not because they lost, but because due to all the circumstances they had to endure to start the season, they don't really have a lot of wiggle room for being cute and trying to sit their star guys against a team that maybe they could they are probably be, they're actually better than if they're if everyone's playing but they're not at the point to where they can just sit guys random games and again I get it they're coming back off of off of break they're trying not to ramp these guys up too much and obviously with them being a back-to-back you want to give guys a chance to rest up and, and give guys bodies a chance to get acclimated back to the game but you still had to play everyone else so what made tonight different for Luca and Porzingis? I mean, I just don't see the logic in that when they're going to have to play majority of the night, most nights anyway, and you'll have more back-to-backs at home that you probably could have taken advantage of. But these road games, you really need to get. And especially with them only being in eighth place, you win last night, um, and then you come back tonight and you sit your two stars and now you're losing a game. And so these type of games where you're trying trying to get rest for guys here and there can come back to bite you. Because, again, they've already had games that have bitten them from the COVID situation. So now you come into this and you're not going to play your stars because they just got back from the All-Star break. But you played everyone else. And you're fighting to to solidify yourselves in the playoffs. Like that just made that just made no sense to me. And so. I would have liked to see those guys play and extend their extend their win streak, continue to build momentum because they're going to need it when they're when it's when it's crunch time and these games start to matter more and more as we get further further into the season and you look back on COVID and you see the games you missed or um, you lost. You look back on nights where you sat both of your stars. You could have just sat one of those guys tonight. So I just don't understand why you would do that in a situation like this where wins are really, really important. And when they're really important like this and you play a team like this, you have to you have to take advantage of that. You can't have this game be the one where guys sit out and you don't get a win. And now you just lost to Oklahoma City, who isn't necessarily looking to win games a lot, but they're they're a scrappy bunch that's going to play hard, that's looking at the draft moving forward but they're definitely not an easy win they're gonna fight tooth and nail and they have some talent over there so you have to approach the game as such and i just thought it was just poor judgment rick Rick carlisle is a great coach but this was a head scratcher for me i just didn't understand why you wouldn't play your stars and why you wouldn't continue to get as many wins as possible and think about resting when you're actually solidified as a as a playoff team and you're not fighting to stay in or get in right now they're just in eighth place so yeah i just that just didn't make any sense to me but nonetheless they lost 116 108 this game was never really in question 
they were down by double digits for a large part of this game and it was just a it was just an energy level you you instantly saw it right when the game started they just had a lot of energy and they came out to play and they wanted to win this game and so and so when you look at it and you just see the Mavericks were shorthanded I don't think that they necessarily took Oklahoma City for granted I just think Oklahoma City had a better night and so when you look at it they only shot 40 the Mavericks shot 42 percent from the field they actually shot 44 percent from three and they got some good games from a few guys Josh Richardson stepped up really well Played 35 minutes, was 10 of 15 from the field. He was 3 of 5 from the three-point line and had 27 points. Jalen Brunson gave you 26. He was 2 of 4 from the three-point line. Then you had Tim Hardaway, who came off the bench tonight. He was 7 of 18. He was 50% from the from the three-point line. He had 24 points. But, again, without your two stars, where do you go for, for scoring? And they made a couple of runs to pull it to within single digits and to, to make it interesting. But overall, they just couldn't get over the hump because when you're missing both of your stars, that's where they get you over the hump. And they just didn't have that in their um, in their wheelhouse tonight. And so it was disappointing. I I don't think they should have lost this game. This would be a game that they could possibly look back on and say, what were we doing? Or this could be a game that that flips them from, you know, being a, a tiebreaker or being in uh, ninth or 10th place in the play-in bracket and you just never know because you could pick up an injury and at this point the second half of the season is going to go by so fast these games are literally being played every other day and you have back-to-backs so they're ramping these games in quickly and if you get guys that go down with a nick here or there where they can't really play or they're playing below their standards because they're they have a nagging injury then you pick up losses there but if you have a team fully healthy and everyone's ready to go, especially right after the All-Star break, you have to play everybody. I just think it's a must because they're in a must-win situation every night. And so as I speak to that, they lost the rebounding battle tonight, 37-55. to 55. Their best rebounder didn't play. Their second-best rebounder didn't play. Um, and both of their top scorers, obviously with Luke and Porzingis being those two guys, they didn't play. And something that I would have liked to see, especially with them being down by double digits majority of the night, you only got two minutes from Josh Green, and I know he's a project, and we'll, I, we can't speak about it enough how we thought that he would eventually get some rotational minutes as a guy. That him and Tyler Bay are both back from, from the G League, and so tonight would have been a really good opportunity to get both of those guys some minutes, but Tyler didn't play as a coach's decision. He was a DMP. And Josh Green only played two minutes in a game that was pretty much out of hand, at least at least over 65% of the game. So you don't play him just to get him some burn. And so now you played all your all your supporting cast. They played heavy minutes. And you turn right back around and you played Denver on Saturday. So I just think this would have been, if anything else, it would have been a really good time to get the rookie some minutes, especially with the game getting out of hand. Why continue to play guys that you know you're going to need further down the line if, in fact, you're prioritizing rest for guys? Because just like you're going to need Luke and Porzingis, you're going to need your 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 supporting cast. So you got Jalen Brunson who played 35 minutes. Josh Richardson played 35 minutes. Dorian Finney-Smith played 35 minutes. In a game that was pretty much out of hand, you could have gave some of those minutes to Josh Green and Tyler Bay could have, could have suited up 
And when the game, when you saw the game wasn't in our favor, you could have given those guys minutes and sat Dorian and sat Josh and sat Jalen a little more. Maybe those guys played 24, 25 minutes instead of 35 because, again, this game was pretty much decided and you knew that the Mavericks weren't going to win it. So hopefully Saturday they have a bounce back. Playing against Denver, that's not an easy game. And then they have they also have the Clippers coming up. They also have Portland coming up. So they have some games that are going to be very much must win. So maybe Rick Carlisle is looking at it like, I know I won't be able to rest those guys down the line, so I'll get them some rest now. But overall, they're just in a position where you don't you can't really afford to rest anybody healthy because you need every win you can get in a very brutal Western Conference where two losses can bump you from being in the playoffs to out of the playoffs. So hopefully they bounce back on Saturday because that's going to be a tough task against Denver. They're not an easy, easy out either. And you just hope that it doesn't break the the groove that the team is having right now because they were in a really good groove winning games, winning 10 of 13, uh, four out of their last five. And they were and they were rolling. So I want to see that continue. I want to see these guys continue to progress, continue to keep the momentum and and bump up in the standings if they can. They have an opportunity to, to get as close as six or five if they can continue to string wins together at the rate they have. They've been one of the hottest teams in the league. So we'll see. So again, thank you for joining me tonight. Again, download, subscribe to the podcast, Hoopball Mavericks. Uh, leave a review. Let me know how you like it. Um, I appreciate you guys listening. Um, you can also find me on Twitter at LB said it. That's L B S A I D I T and at Hootball Mavs. That's H O O P B A L L M A V S. Again, Saturday against Denver. Let's get this win. Everyone be safe out there. Talk to you soon. Go Mavs. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.